Hello, everyone. It's time to put on your tinfoil hats, throw that cell phone out the window, and pull up a chair, because it's time for episode six of the Off the Hinges podcast. I'm Marcus. Brandon back once again. Each week, we're going to talk about the topics that we want to talk about, because it's our show and not yours. And I'd like to start us off with a little passage here, so we can kind of get in the mood for the show. Okay, little story. Parker said he noticed blue light reflecting off the water, and his initial thought was law enforcement officers have arrived to tell the two fishermen they needed to leave the property. However, when Parker looked up, he realized the light was coming from a craft like nothing he's ever seen before. A blue light came out of the clouds, Parker said. It was blinding. It was hard to tell the lights were so bright, but it looked like it was shaped like a football. And I would say, just estimating, about 80 feet. Very little sound. It was more like a hissing noise. Then the situation became more surreal. Parker said three legless creatures floated from the craft. One had no neck with gray wrinkled skin. Another, a neck, and it appeared to be more of the feminine type. Parker described their hands as being shaped like mittens or crab claws. When one of these creatures put one of its claws around him, Parker said he was terrified. But then another feeling came over his body. I think they injected us with something to calm us down, Parker said. It was a kind of numb, and then we went along with the program. And today, our show is going to be talking about aliens. Are you excited? I'm very excited, man. That was a great uh, Twilight Zone, uh, Alfred Hitchcock kind of little little opening there. I, I kind of wanted to see where that story went. Well, do you know what? You could read all about it because that gentleman wrote a book called The Pasquala, The Closest Encounter, My Story. That gentleman is Calvin Parker, and he was with his friend Charles Hickson when they claimed to be abducted by aliens while fishing on the Pascoola River. That's in Louisiana. That's interesting. So what are your initial thoughts? You've got an issue like this. You look at the facts. Again, that's, that's what we do in the show. We specialize in the facts. We specialize in trying to be as non-biased as possible. And we can find a conspiracy theory in anything you'd like. But you look at the facts, and we debate those facts and kind of go from there and make certain conclusions from the facts. So in terms of the broad blanket question, do I believe in UFOs? Fact. 100 billion planets in the Milky Way galaxy. Fact, 100 billion galaxies in the universe. How could you not believe in some other form of intelligent life? Now, does that mean that whoever got abducted while fishing, is that true? It's debatable. What facts does this guy have? I didn't read his book. <laughs> Were you abducted by aliens? I was possibly abducted. No, I think the problem is, is that I... You know, trying to look at this on biases, I actually think, and 
alien form would be pretty cool. Because number one, there's so many accounts of people being abducted, about UFO sightings, about people in the military coming in contact with unknown ships. And I think if they have the technology to come here, you know, if they're real, if they have the technology to come here and be able to appear in an instant and disappear in an instance, I think if they wanted to kill us, we'd already be dead. Mm-hmm. They have that kind of technology. That's the only logical conclusion you should make out of it. Question you think about the truth behind these things, because so many, we hear so many abduction stories and they all follow the same pattern by and large. I was out alone. I saw the lights. I woke up. I was probed. Uh, you know, <laughs> it sounds like a bad date or something. This went wrong. That went wrong. I woke up. I was back at home. I mean, once you hear that story one time, eh, somebody else could just go in there and kind of plug in their own details, follow the same narrative, and you've got the same story over again. Does that mean it's false? But I could do that with everything. I mean, I could do that with a trip to the grocery store. I pulled into the car and I walked in, I got the groceries, then I paid. That's completely true that I went to the grocery store this week. Maybe that's just the the, uh, standard protocol for an alien abduction. That's just what they do. Is it true or not? I think I've read so far that there have been 96 actually recorded sightings of abductions of sight, not of sightings, of abductions in the history mm. of us, right? Of the, of the human species. But here's, here's what I like to think about. If you take, I don't know, just say an ant colony, all right? That ant colony knows its whole life just by its own ant colony, right? They're not disturbed until something like a human comes around and happens to step on the ant colony and then the whole world changes what if we're the ants in this situation and that's our pride and ego uh, being the predominant species on the planet saying we're the biggest and the best we control everything Uh, obviously we're the best in the universe i i don't think that that's the case A logical thinking mind with 100 billion planets and 100 billion galaxies, one, uh, it just doesn't make any logical sense that we would be it. There are so many stories in explained phenomena that that have happened. And again, I want to get back to proof and talk about things that are actually provable. Okay. I want some proof. And I've got some proof for you, too. All right. Well, here's a thing of proof. The Pentagon has formed a task force to investigate UFOs that have been observed by U.S. military aircrafts, according to two different defense officials. Senator Mark Rubio told the Miami news station, this is a quote, we have things flying over our military bases and places where we are inducting military exercises and we don't know what it is and it isn't ours. He then added, frankly, if it's something from outside the planet, that might actually be better than the fact 
that we've seen some sort of technology leap on behalf of China or Russia. Mm -hmm. There has to be enough proof out there to where you're making a task force or Area 51, you're making a, a task force to look into something based off of people's experiences, based off of people's sites. Mm -hmm. Well, what logical leader of any free government or of any group of people, and you had the resources to do so, and you things that, that are unexplained, I mean, sure, could that be another country uh, trying to attack us? They've got advanced technology. Or one step farther and on another life form from far, far away. Right. You'd be stupid not to look into that and try to prevent it. How's this for a fact? A London-based insurance company has sold more than 30,000 alien abduction insurance policies throughout Europe. Of course, you need to provide proof to file a claim. Now, I bet you're wondering, what's the cost? It is a dollar per year to get covered under the plan. And the payout is $10 million if you get abducted and survive and have proof. And can prove it. Well, I, you know, I mean, that's, that's obviously almost laughable because it's like, how do you provide that proof? Uh, who's ever come forward with proof? Uh, you know, you, you say, who's ever come forward with proof? Who's ever been abducted? That's okay. That, that's one thing for someone to say they've been abducted. But I, I don't think that there's any doubt that there have been multiple unexplained flying object sightings throughout, you know, history, let alone modern history, that you can look up these things and see them for yourself. These are provable, documentable things. There seem to be a link between many nuclear power plants and military bases. The link between UFO sightings and these power plants was first observed at the peak of the atomic age in the mid-1940s. Since then, over 160 veterans have reported strange things in the sky around nuclear sites. Fact. Fact. Now that's interesting. Our countless, countless UFO stories. These are documentable. You can Google these things. I'll name a few. You can Google them. You can look at them. Phoenix Lights. March 13th, 1997, thousands of people, Southern Arizona, seeing weird lights moving across the night sky in the shape of a V between 7 and 10.30 p.m. along a 300-mile stretch from Phoenix. Majority of people saw the pattern passing overhead, several football fields long. Air Force Senate Team V-10 Warthogs, check it out. Some people confuse those flares for more bright lights. But either way, people saw these. Actor Kurt Russell claims he saw them while in a private plane near the, the Phoenix airport. And air traffic control tells him that the radar was clear. You have celebrities coming out and saying that. Not that I think <laughs> that verifies it one way or another. But these are events that you had a lot of people seeing at the same time. Another one. Here's another big one. 2001. Lights above the New Jersey Turnpike. Minutes before midnight. Another time, strange orange and yellow lights in a V formation over New Jersey Turnpike. Ton of people saw it. On and on we go. 
there are a ton. The O'Hare International Airport saucer. A ton of people saw a saucer then. Google this one. The official USG footage of uh, UAP for public release. That's the East Coast Go Fast video 2015. Google that one. That'll come up. Again, unexplainable. A fast-moving white oval, 45 feet long, without wings or exhaust plume. What the hell was it? Either number one, it's a UFO. I mean, well, by definition, UFO, because we don't know what the hell it is. It's defying all logic. It's defying all rules of what we think an aircraft should be. No wings or exhaust plume? How could it fly? I think at this point, if someone had come up to you, and even if you yourself were abducted and were trying to tell people about it, I think you'd be so quick to be labeled a crazy person. I'm just going to throw you in a mental asylum. Now, the question is, I know this is a little bit of a stretch, if you will, but we have all these movies and governments telling you what is what. So is there some kind of propaganda to already make you think that if that person's talking about aliens, it's automatically a hoax? I mean, look at, there's huge propaganda campaigns. Look at how many, look, look at Jinx. You know, when you say Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Why is that around? Because Coke made it. Why? So everyone's saying Coke, right? So and, and nobody says that. No one says that, oh, this was created by Coke before they say it. No, they just say Jinx, you owe me a Coke. So maybe all of the movies and all the propaganda was to either get you scared of aliens so that if you've seen an alien, you don't automatically get in the other direction, or are they around so that if you see one and you try coming out about, you know, what you know is true, everyone automatically labels you a crazy lunatic. Mm-hmm. That's such a programmed response that this predictive programming, this, like I said, time and time and time again, if you're told something time and time and time again, even though there's no proof, or could be no proof, number one, or there is proof to the contrary, number two, but we're so programmed in this society to think that, yes, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. UFOs are, right, not real. Get out of here. What are, you, what are you talking about? That doesn't even make sense. That pre-programmed response that we're so convinced. We had talked about this in previous shows, that the world's most dangerous drug time and time again has been identified as being alcohol. It kills 88,000 people a year at least. You mentioned that to somebody, that's the, the world's most dangerous drug. You're crazy. What are you talking about? Let me tell you, it's just a beer. Is it? I just think we're pre-programmed with that response. I think it is extremely ignorant of the human species to believe that there is only one planet with life on it. I think the, the bigger stretch is not if other civilizations exist, if other planets with intellectual life exists. I don't think that is the bigger stretch of the two. I think the bigger stretch of the two is them having the ability to travel wherever they're from, how many, you know, millions and millions of miles away to be at planet Earth. Like, number one, they'd have to know we exist. But number two, they'd have the technology to get there. Because what, correct me if I'm wrong here, 
but Planet X, they have not physically seen. They have just judged us there by the gravitational uh, pulls around it. That the farthest, you know, that we can't even see out that far, and that's supposedly, you know, the ninth planet, right? So you're having somebody come from all the way over there that would fly over here to give a, to give a shit about us? That's a bigger stretch to me than other life existing. Mm-hmm. Well, boy, how far the rabbit hole you want to go down with Planet X? And I mean, if you just Google Planet X sightings, many good people have some great theories about Planet X. Nibiru, one theory, chemtrails, we see all the time in the sky. And that's, that's a whole different subject altogether, but possibly these chemtrails are trying to keep this guy covered up to mask how close this planet X is. I've, I've heard other theories that say that the sun itself is an artificial satellite because planet X is so big that it's blocked out our own, our own sun. I mean, if Google that and watch videos, there are compelling cases for that. People have pictures of, uh, different parts of the world when the planets are aligned just right, you can see a different uh, figures in the sky and different shadows and whatnot. Now you tell me, is that Photoshop? Is that just someone having a good time? Uh, is there any proof for that? That theory that is blocking up the sun, that means then it would have to be between the Earth and the sun. Mm-hmm. I will say that one of the best, most compelling cases for Planet X that you're going to hear is from a guy named John Moore. If you Google John Moore, Planet X, look him up on YouTube, John Moore, folks. Look him up on YouTube. Some really compelling information. Excellent speaker. Excellent proof of his research. John Moore on YouTube. He's an ex-detective. Some real world-class information okay, on Planet he's, X. He's an ex-detective, but is he an ex-scientist? <sighs> last time I checked... Not sure about that. Last time I checked, you don't have to have a degree or have years of study in a certain subject to be a detective. I could be a detective right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so how much mm-hmm. credibility do you give to somebody without a PhD? Or... I, I guess you're giving, if aliens are correct, you're giving credibility to all these people who claim to have been abducted by aliens. So that really throws that out the window, doesn't it? He's a Vietnam veteran homicide detective. I will say that the information that he gives in his talks on YouTube, and I mean, you, you can find a talk that's an hour long. Someone that's going to talk that much and present that many facts and present such a good overall package. Uh, it's one thing to say, to run around and say, the sky is falling. Oh my God. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. What's the proof? I don't know. It just is. But when you've got someone that's looking good, sounding good, presenting a, a real uh, a slew of facts and rationale and dates and times and, uh, and just some hardcore information on a subject, it really, it really validates it. And now d- d- does it, does it mean that it's true? I mean, could a sleazy used car salesman be doing the same thing and, and feeding you a line of, of bull? Of course. Of course. But the, the premise of this show is for our listeners to think for themselves.
And we're not going to fall into that trap of, like we just said, of having a theory come up and be in that pre-programmed state that, oh, that, 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 certainly that's not real. Make up your own mind. John Moore, Planet X on YouTube. Hey, if I'm asking you to do it, there's no reason I can't do it myself. Now, I, and I will say on a, on a side note, that all these conspiracy, quote-unquote, ideas, we hate that term on the show. We already talked about that. But all these truth-seeking ideas, these are harder and harder to find on Google, YouTube, mainstream media. Like, you're not going to just stumble across John Moore's talks on YouTube. And I had watched him in the past. And even before the show, I'm, I'm trying to pull some information up. And, and it's not coming up. Autocomplete's not coming up. It's not, Google's not offering, YouTube's not offering suggestions on this. Obviously, well, what's that tell you? You know, there, there's something of a, of a pushback here. There's something of a, 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 a I, I wouldn't possibly a pushback, but certainly Google or YouTube isn't, they're not trying to help you find this guy. They're not offering suggestions by any means. I think either have two options when you have a, I think that when, you have a source like that and you're having trouble in the search engines finding what you're looking for. It's either extremely wrong and you know, they're, this is even too wild for Google or it's very right. And somebody wants you not to see it. And somebody wants you not to see it. And that's what we're saying that if this is okay, this is so wrong. This is so crazy. Well, if, if John Moore is so crazy on planet X on Nibiru, if it's so far out and it's so crazy, then put it out there. Then let everybody see it and see what a, what a hoax it is and see what a joker this guy is. Why are you trying to hide it? What's he saying? That's got you scared. What's he saying that, that Google isn't trying to help you find you can Google any stupid, uh, you know, pop song, whatever out there uh, is out there today. Uh, professional sports, you know, whatever the system wants you to see, to, to sit there and melt your mind and keep you stupid and, and, uh, and unaware, auto-completes out the ass. And what do you think the first results you get? Yeah, you get, you know, 10 million review or results when, when you uh, Google these things. I say check it out and do, do your own research. And if you're going to be a hoax about something and just waste people's time, boy, he did a great job. <laughs> There's some people that enjoy that. I got something cool for you. You know, these little things make me feel good about our humanity. So check this out. In 1977, two Voyager probes were launched with a 12-inch gold-plated record of whale calls, greetings in 55 languages, and a Bulgarian folk song. Launched into outer space, so the off chance an alien comes across it, beams it into a ship, and has a record player. <laughs> he can enjoy some of the Earth's greatest offerings. Why wouldn't you come? Why wouldn't you be zooming down on your ships? We got Bulgarian folk songs. I, I thought if, that was cool. You, that was cool. Well, if, you, if you have the technology to, to make these incredible engines and alien technology, I mean, sure as hell they have a record player on board. I mean, that's, come on. I get that, but show a record player to a, a 10-year-old now. See, see what they say. I mean, there's a chance it could just be far past the record player. A, a record player to a, a 
you know, 30 right now is alien technology. They don't know what the hell it is. What does that thing do? What's it play? You put a pizza uh, on it? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Where's the USB port? What's the strange sound it's playing? So that's called music. That's called people playing instruments, not a computer spitting out crap that people are just verbally vomiting all over with nonsense lyrics and, and zero vocal talent whatsoever. That's, that's called music, folks. It used to be what we listened to. Now it's not. I'm 32 now. And when I was, I would say, about 10, there was this music system that one of my neighbors was throwing out. And I walked by and I said, does this work? He's like, yeah, we got a new one. I was like, can I have it? He said, yeah. So I took it home. And that was the first time I've seen or learned how to use a record player. I had one. It had a record player on top. And then underneath that, it was a six-disc CD changer. And then an equalizer. And then two, okay, two tape decks. That's a sweet rig. It was. I had two speakers that came with it, and I hooked up a uh, little subwoofer on there. And mine was my bedroom was the place to be. I had a. Uh, That's a sweet rig. I also had a pretty cool disco ball, and then let me take it back for, uh, you know, you kids. I had a clapper that was hooked up to the stereo and the disco ball. For people who don't know what that is, clapper, you can clap twice or clap three times, and it basically turns on the electric to it so you know i'd bring my friends over and give it two claps turn on some music and then three it's a party three claps it's a party yeah uh disclaimer you don't want to be in marcus's bedroom uh under any circumstances at all when for your own safety when the disco ball comes on when the disco, when when the uh, tape deck is a rockin', don't come a knockin'. <laughs> That's a good rule of thumb. But hey, uh, so you know we're we're talking reputable sources, reputable conspiracy theorists, truth seekers. I hate the term conspiracy theorists. It just instantly uh, discounts the idea, and it's the whole point. Talked about John Moore, Planet X. We have a hashtag on our post now for you specifically. And anything you want to send to Ooh. us, you can send us to hashtag truthseeking. Hey, I like that. Hashtag truthseeking. Please, yeah, please do that. Yeah. Please give us your, your experiences as, as well, folks. Please, you know, thank, again, thank you so much for listening. You make the show what it is. We certainly appreciate it. Please let us know what you think. Your experiences, did you see a UFO? What's unexplained in your life? What, what, what have you seen? What phenomenon have you seen? Now, this can go beyond UFOs. This can go beyond anything, any suspicions you have. What, let, let, let's get to the bottom of these things. Don't get me started on the Bigfoot people. Ooh, Bigfoot. That could be a whole episode in itself. It can, but don't get me started on them. All right, so you said that you had facts. Did you go through your facts yet? I got facts for days. So the truth seeker we just talked about, John Moore, Planet X, Nibiru. So we discussed John Moore, famous truth seeker on Planet X, Nibiru. Check out John Moore's talks on YouTube. 
Very compelling case on Planet X. If you've never heard of him or Planet X or the whole nine yards, check the man out. At least, at least let some of the information soak in. That's all I'm saying. Now, next, who's ever heard of Bob Lazar? Who's ever heard of him? I haven't. Bob Lazar. Well, you're about to. Bob Lazar claims to have been hired to work at S4. S4 was near Area 51, a secret government base. The purpose of developing advanced propulsion engines. He gets there. He sees some stuff that absolutely blew his mind. He says that alien ships worked via an undiscovered element known as element 115. They used three anti-gravity cylinders underneath the ship that could swivel in 180 60 degree patterns. They acted as gravity amplifiers. He saw reactors on top of the ships flanked by three gravity emitters. When the ship is powered on, an anti-gravity wave is formed, amplified, then emitted from the bottom of the ship. The rotation of the cylinders on the bottom move the ship in any direction. What year is this? Well, he was born in 1959. So this okay. would have been... 1980s? You know, pretty 90s. recent history. Yeah, pretty recent history. So my immediate question now, is... He, my immediate question is, if this was 30, 40 years ago, how come we're not using it to our advantage to dominate the world? Or, or, or are we? See, his, his claims were, again, when you heard these outlandish claims that kind of make you think, oh, Christ, yeah, right. He just came out and said that he didn't have access to every part of the ship. He only knows what he did because he reverse engineered the propulsion of it. And you hear these things and say, I mean, doesn't that sound pretty believable? I mean, doesn't that seem pretty rational? I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here, right? Even if you have several people working on different parts to reverse engineer the whole ship in general, that's still going to a main general unit, right? the, the main person in charge. But again, you know, if the only thing we could think of to end wars is the, to drop bombs, then, then why aren't we using that to our advantage? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, Disagree with that. I will say that he, he does have a Netflix documentary our Area 51 and Flying Saucers. It is on Netflix. L-A-Z-A-R, Bob Lazar, Area 51 and Flying Saucers. So, uh, no, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, truthfully, I, I haven't seen the documentary yet. I've done uh, uh, some reading on him. But that could be another great place to look for some more truth-seeking. And again, we talked about this before that you say, well, you know, okay, but we don't have flying cars. Understandable, but that doesn't mean that the government doesn't have this technology. Civilian technology and government technology, military technology, we're way behind. I know that. And what I am saying is that, yes, I may be preconditioned to think these things. And I am more than welcome, just like I hope the listeners on this podcast are. For you to change my mind. That's what it's all about. It's not about being right. It's about seeing both sides of the story and coming to your own conclusion. 
I'm going to watch the documentary. I'm going to look at the stuff that Brandon has laid out for me to look at. And I'm going to see his side. And then we're going to come to a conclusion. And that's going to be my truth. And I want to hear everybody else's side too. Thank you guys for getting this far into the episode. And boy, oh boy, do we have a special treat for you. We have a woman who likes to remain anonymous. She agreed to come on and do an interview exclusively with Off The Hinges Podcast on her first-hand experience with aliens. So please enjoy. So when do you want me to start? Whenever you're comfortable. Okay. All right. My mother and my sister were both pregnant at the same time. So that's a whole weird thing in itself. But I think it was either late 1973, early 1974. We were coming home. From, we, we lived in Pocono, Summer, Pennsylvania. We were coming home from the local diner. We went to all get something to eat. And when we approached our road, which was pretty isolated from, from all the other stuff in town, there was a lot of light, but we thought it was maybe the facility that we lived by. It was called M&G Car Carrier. And, you know, they had the car carriers come in and they, they used to unload some vehicles and do whatever they needed to do. So, you know, it was pretty lit up facility to begin with or company. But anyway, we're coming down the road and there's a lot of light. And as we get out of the car, you, we could see over into like the parking lot, which was some of it was paved, and, but most of it was dirt where they used to unload the cars. And there, it just was there. It was a UFO. It was metallic looking, had some lights on the bottom. And it seemed to just be hovering above the ground. I was little, so I'm going to say like maybe six or seven feet above the ground. And it seemed to be pulling some dirt up into it. I don't know if it was just like, I don't know. I don't know what they call that when, when things hover the, over the ground and it just like kicks up dirt. But it seemed to be sucking dirt up into it. And me, I was seven years old, six and a half, seven. I was scared, so I run to the house because I want to get in the house. And my mom and my sister and my dad and my brother-in-law just stood there watching it like it was no big, no big deal. So I'm trying to get in the house, and of course I can't get in the house because the door's locked. So I stood there by the house and kind of was like just watching, and it was just hovering over the ground, not a lot of sound. It was just like a swooshy sound, you know, above the ground. And you could see off in the distance there were two other very bright lights that just seemed to be like hanging out in the sky. And then all of a sudden this thing just lifted up, Again, not a lot of sound, just boop, 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 and it was up, met the other two, and was gone. 
How how big was it? Well, it was bigger than my house. <laughs> I would say it was maybe like 25 25 feet wide and it was it was actually shaped like the things that you you see on TV. You know, saucer kind of shape to it. Not anything real shiny, like a dull kind of silver, silver looking. And it didn't really have much light except for like towards the bottom. You could see the light, there, there were like little spotlights all around the bottom of it. And it just kind of was lighting up the ground. Wow. Did, did, you, did you see any, any aliens? No, no aliens, no aliens, not at all. I, I really, you know, I thought about it for a lot of years. First of all, my mom was like, do not tell anybody what we saw because number one, they're going to think you're a silly kid. And number two, they're going to think like there's something wrong with you. So for a lot of years, like I would tell certain people that I was close to, but not anybody. Like I didn't go to school and say, Hey, guess what I saw? No, didn't do that. <laughs> wow. What do you think it was? Oh, I definitely think it was, it was some type of UFO. I don't know. I don't know if it was from another planet from out of this world. I don't really know. But uh, I have forever been looking into the sky ever since then. Do you ever, did you feel threatened by its presence? Well, you know, I was a little kid, so of course I was scared because, you know, you see on TV where all these little men get out and they shoot you with a little laser guns or maybe kidnap you. But, but when I saw my parents and, and my sister were just in awe of it. Oh my God, I can't believe we're seeing this. And nothing, nothing really, there were no scary sounds or, or anything like that. So after the first initial of being afraid, I was not. Wow. No, that's, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Sure. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate sure. it. That's incredible. All right. So again, people, what we're asking you to do is just to, to make up your mind and to look at the facts presented, look at the facts that you come across, fact check them, and come up with your own idea of what is right. And then wait, because eventually something will happen. Something might happen today, something might happen tomorrow, something might happen next week, and we might finally get the answer. Do aliens exist? I'd like to thank you all for tuning into the podcast. So please, guys, let us know this is your show. Facebook, you want to go to Off the Hinges Podcast. Let us know what you think. Comment, like, share. You know what to do. Go to Twitter at Off the Hinges PC. Instagram. Check out Off the Hinges. We're on there too. Off the Hinges Business at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Business inquiries. Hey, you name it. Love to hear from you. We're on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the major platforms. You know where to find us. Come on now. And then when you upload anything, 
if you give us a real UFO story, a comment, an experience, hashtag truth seeking, Twitter, Instagram, let us know what you think. We want to hear what you think. Let's end this term conspiracy theory once and for all. Let's call it this for what it is. Let's call it truth seeking. Thank you again so much for listening. God bless you. Thank you. Have a good night.